0: Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance cdkng.com slash bball for eligibility deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources.
1: It's not another Buffalo podcast. The bi-weekly show hosted by three of the most underqualified sports personalities this side of the canal.
2: We're John. All you people out there who are like these idiots don't know anything. First of all, you're right. And second of all,
3: Pat. I didn't think that the Vikings would get a W last week being six and one, which was also Josh Allen's coin flip record from the year 2021.
4: And rando. We have this trust built on, you know, whatever it is, like Bibles and Gold Bricks and whatever Brandon Beans drinking over there. On Buffalo Rumbles.
3: Brandon, are you drinking some squirt?
4: No, it's the new stuff. It's called Starry. Starry. It's what they replaced Sierra Mist with.
2: Sierra Mist is gone?
4: Yeah.
3: You can't get Sierra Mist anymore?
4: No, to compete with Sprite because Sprite dominates. So this is Pepsi's alternative, and they gave it to us at the Bills game, so I took like nine cans for free. Does it taste exactly like Sierra Mist? Yeah.
2: Well, at least you got something good to take home with you after that. Uh...
3: And then have Joe Burrow mock us for buying tickets in Atlanta. You get to take that home with us. All right. We're good.
2: All right. Somebody. All right. <laughs> I don't even want to roll off with the usual moniker. It's weird, but... All right, boys. Here we are. Day after. So, pain is still fresh. With this episode coming out Wednesday, hopefully it dissipates by then. How are we feeling? Is this, first off, better or worse than last year?
4: So much better. Really? better. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd rather lose like we did today than last year.
3: Well, and I feel like this team wasn't nearly as talented as last year's team anyway, so it always kind of felt like we were walking on like... You know what I mean? We were overachieving the entire season, anyways. I'd rather have I'd rather have the band aid ripped off immediately than death by a thousand splinters. So you know.
4: So welcome to another playoff loss podcast. Was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Another early exit. <laughs> not, not another bad loss podcast. A year ago, I was in the airport was, doing this with you guys.
2: Oh, yep. that's worse. You had to travel home after that. That's, oh yeah. And honestly, that like the only thing that 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 may have been more painful about this one was the fact that we had tickets to Atlanta. <laughs> Yes. And yeah. we were so excited about that. That was going to be a blast. We were probably going to do a show from Atlanta, yeah. all that good stuff. Eat ribs, and
4: enjoy some food, good company, good times, you know.
2: Yeah, we were all looking. I mean, it was still a couple of games off, but every year we kind of visualize, okay, what's it going to look like at our Super Bowl party? You know, we should we have gonna, done it. We talked we, about it too much, no, man.
3: We We can't ever again. Never again. Can we? You know, what what does Andre 3000 say? You can plan a pretty picnic, but you can't predict the weather, right? You know?
4: Right. I like that. And I thought
3: that
2: that this was my jinx too, because previously for the last two years, COVID and travel stuff, I haven't been able to make it home for Christmas for like 2020 and 2021, those seasons. Alternative to that, so I can see my parents and my family, I'm like, I'll book a flight in February when it's much cheaper, you know, a lot less people traveling. And so I was home for the Super Bowl the past 2 years and the third reason was, you know, mostly because if the Bills are in the Super Bowl, my ass needs to be in Buffalo. You know, to watch with you guys, to be around my family, to be in Buffalo when the the parade happens and stuff like that. So this year I did not book those flights. I wasn't going to book them until they were in the Super Bowl, you know, not to jinx it even though you're buying a flight, you know, the week before. So that wasn't it, but You know, it hurts when that, you know, it's something that feels so close and you've been waiting for your entire life. You get so close and, you know, we're back at the bottom of the mountain where where we were at the beginning of the season, where we were at the beginning of the last two seasons. And I think that this loss made 13 seconds hurt a lot worse, too, because even though we lost in the same round of the playoffs, it felt like we were much closer last year. I don't know if we had the horses to win the Super Bowl this year. We needed a string of miraculous games. It just—it was not close to good enough. And it it wasn't just one thing. It wasn't one mistake. It wasn't one side of the ball. It was all around. They got beat up in the trenches. The offensive line looked the worst it has all year. I remember when we were doing preseason, we had an episode where we talked about, what are you worried about? If one thing holds back this team, what is it going to be? Brandon's answer was coaching. And I think that you can chalk some up to that. They got out coached in this game.
4: They that's the whole the whole thing. My answer thought, was offensive uh, line. Also and seeing real. some
2: replays today reinforce that. I mean, I just I watched a play where Roger Saffold like literally got one hand on a defensive tackle that was lined up right in front of him. He just swim moved him and went right by him. And Roger Saffold didn't even run after him. You know? And I'm not I'm not saying effort wasn't there or anything like that, but they just got dominated. Josh was running around. You know, and Josh didn't play that great either. You can say, but his offense—he had no time to throw whatsoever on most plays. Either defensive line also couldn't get pressure on a beat-up offensive line. So,
4: I'm glad. I'm glad Diggs did what he did after the game because, I mean, if you were even listening to the guys, and I think they said this maybe Sale, maybe Mike Shope on WJR, but they said that it felt like they had lost a game in October versus their season ending right now with the intensity of the conversations, the things that were said in the locker room, the vibe in there. And finally, Steph Diggs is like, I'm out. Like I'm out of here. Like I'm done with this. I don't tolerate this. Don't tolerate this losing. We're better than this. This is the third year in a row what's going on. And you know, he was pissed and somebody should be pissed about this. They should all be, I don't, I didn't like any part of the game yesterday from kickoff to, kneel down right to kick off to the last fourth down failure nothing was good there was not a single good moment to call from that game
2: yeah i mean fourth down decisions just some just some cowardly punts start having flashbacks to the afc championship a couple years ago and i'm not even saying that would have made the difference you know i don't know they were on the plus side of the 50 they were down by a touchdown or a touchdown and a field goal at one point in like the second quarter And it was first and 10, and they ended up punting on that drive because they just got penalties that went backwards.
4: Um, I believe they finished. This was the last Bills possession before halftime. They got it down to the Buffalo 41, which is where they punted from. But they had a holding penalty that brought back a first down maybe. Um, And then on fourth and two, instead of trying the 58-yard field goal or running your quarterback or anything else, with I think I want to say a minute... 14 to go or 58 seconds to go or something with two timeouts going the other direction. They punted, punted it away and gave enough time for Joe Burrow to get an end zone shot in right. Yeah. Those bad top clock management. And you could just feel it. If they didn't get anything on that possession before half, cause you know, you're double dipping. So you could be down 17, seven, but that's, you could be down 10, 17. You could be down 14, 17 especially with the way you know the bills hurry up offense can run but that was again part of it it's not just that i want to say the one of the third downs again on the plus side of the field maybe near the 50 Allen had a lot of space in front of him to run it and he didn't and he took a shot at the end zone for digs on an outbreaking route maybe he had a 40 yard out to the sideline and he missed and they had to punt again but you have a you got a race car why are you not running them at all Nothing. How many times did Brian Dable call QB powers in that chiefs game when they needed to drive those last entire fourth quarter? If it wasn't in Josh's hands, it it was some, like it was a touchdown to Gabe Davis,
2: the offense for being. So what we think of as talented and it's just so one dimensional at this point, there's no, there's no developing James cook in the passing game. He had, he had, What's the stat? How many games he only had like three more targets than games played this year? So he's averaging just over he a had thirteen
4: touches touches in, total 11, touches games. in eleven games, yeah. which
2: is you know, of course he had the touchdowns um that made a difference against the Patriots, but you just it does make you wonder if everyone's on the same page with usage and also that's that's also Josh too, because Josh is the final decision maker out there. You know, all those routes might be available at all given times. And Josh is just not a check down guy, you know, to a fault. And I think the best version of Josh that we ever saw was the guy who would take the check downs and make you really keep coming at him and, and closer to the line of scrimmage until he throw it over, threw it over the top. Now it's like he's trying to throw it over the top every single play. And sometimes it works out. We get that highlight, you know, last week to Davis in the end zone where he, he toe taps. We had the sideline toe tap um, this game too. And so you get those plays every once in a while, but you know, you've know, you got the third and two on the minus side of the field where he's lobbing it to Davis and it makes it into his hands, but the DB makes a good play. And you know, I'm wondering, like you said, Brandon, why, why are we not running a QB power there or something that's going to get two yards and a first down rather than taking a deep shot on third and two and then punting, you know? If you were going to go for it after that, sure, and then take your your positive play, but so
4: it's funny because these criticisms and Pat, I want to hear what you think about this because on the defensive side of the ball and on the offensive side of the ball, the offense is different than last year. We see that in checkdowns, you see it in depth of target, you see it in drops from Davis. I saw Davis only had like ten more catches on fifty more targets. He finished like ninety six. 98 targets, 62 receptions, and last year he went like 40 receptions for 60 targets or something like that. But then you look at the other side of the ball, and you could be just as mad, and you look at the philosophy that got you beat in 13 seconds where you're not pressing on the line, right? You're not taking away the space of the best players, and you see the same flaws from the concepts that you use all season long that you did not make an adjustment to, and you had a blueprint the week before where the Ravens really shut down Burrow to held him with 24 points, held him to less than that, held him to 17 points because of the defensive turnover. They had their Taron Johnson moment where they run the fumble back a hundred yards, right? And they didn't use an ounce of that game plan. That that blueprint that the Ravens put together of the the cornerback press packages, the disguises and coverages, and that I thought really. It's like, because you have a defensive-minded head coach. You're, you have the only defensive-minded head coach in the playoffs that's left. He needs to do something to make his spot worthy to be with these other coaches. Because you see it in Atlanta. They kept Dan Quinn. They let Kyle Shanahan go to the Niners. Two seasons later, Matt Ryan's out of the job. Dan Quinn's fired. Shanahan's running a Super Bowl contender team. Did we do the same thing with Dable? I don't think so. But something needs to change. Because now, not only did your offense look bad, but your defense got shattered so that would what which side of the ball were you more mad at
3: well I, I did feel like that was some of the like softest zone I've ever seen and like it was just crazy the, the amount of shit they were getting over the middle and then also like it was just interesting because I, I felt like Joe Burrow was totally fine with you know taking some swing passes you know out of the backfield and stuff and I just felt like they ran the ball super well even though like yards per carry won't necessarily indicate how bad of an ass whoop it so like I don't know Number one, I wish our bad offensive line was as good as the Bengals' bad offensive line is. But number two, no, I I did feel like defensively, I I don't like that. It is very, you know, I I do get thinking about 13 seconds with all that soft zone. And like, you know, I, I can only tell you what a linebacker on the weak side of Oakfield, Alabama high school would do in cover two versus cover three. Really? I don't know. It's just frustrating watching defensive backs play like seven yards off the ball. And then also, I just felt like our run defense was, was, was I don't know, subpar. And one sack, one sack on a play that really, I don't even think it mattered. I think they had a first down like the play after. So it's kind of disheartening. But I think Josh Allen is also Stanley Steamer, carpet cleaner. But we can get into that
4: at a later date. <laughs> he is. He is. He covers up for so many mistakes. But I just go right back to coaching. And I don't want to yeah. say that because I was saying that for the beginning of the season, but it's coaching and management because when you look at the the draft picks, what I just saw somewhere that we haven't had a pro bowl drafted in the last four seasons, you were too scared to play your first round pick for a lot of the season. You, you never find but you see
3: why. I mean,
4: yeah. <laughs> you saw, well, I saw that yesterday. too. Skylar Thompson's balls were a lot different than Joe Burrow's, right? Joe Burrow throws different, different way than Skylar Thompson. Oh, in, you were talking the about the football. 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 Oh, gotcha. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, Maybe it applies but, to both
4: maybe i don't know but uh it looked like we never found what we wanted to do best we never found an identity it was either chuck it up and then we changed to the run game more and then the the passing game just looked labored it wasn't a west coast offense like we had seen prior i always think of that first game against the jets 2019 josh comes out throws it 15 times in a row they're all quick slants they're all quick outs They're screens did you see a single how many screens did we throw have we ever well, I've never seen a team throw less. I don't, screen really th- I don't think really yeah, this works. season.
2: But the screens are like the Achilles heel of both the Bills offense and their defense. Like they stink at setting up screens on offense and they are really bad. Against, it's like an Achilles heel for them on defense. It feels like especially against the Chiefs. You know, but how you can't watch so.
4: these other games. If you're watching game film, Trevor Lawrence might have had eight or nine completions to his running backs on the, the R1 for any Madden play ever where the halfback. Yeah. That's like out. my favorite. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Joe Burrow then, was taking
3: it. He was taking it all game, man.
4: And we don't take that. And not only that, but it's like, just co- do commit to something. You have a pass heavy offense, but it's not efficient. Like it was once before. And they finally got Beasley involved. His catches were nice. He, he found some space. But, but like Cole Beasley shouldn't even have to be involved. He shouldn't like, have to. He
3: shouldn't even have to be on the team. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's like so disheartened. That's why last year's team was so much better than this year's team. Because... Like if you have to have Cole Beasley coming out of retirement, if you have to have John Brown attempt to be a major contributor and the guy with the second most catches on your team is a rookie from Boise State University. Like, I'm just saying, like, it, I don't know. It's just, it's just they disheartening. Could use,
2: they could use a first round wide receiver, but they
3: well, could but use I, a first they could, round. But they could also use it a first round, like, left tackle
2: Linebacker or something. Exactly. There's There's a lot of holes to fill coming up. This this offseason. And I think that's Jordan
3: Poyer's last game as a Bill as well. I, I don't know if Micah Hyde is going to ever come back and play for us. Like this team's.
4: And they I mean, who are you going to a- play next week? They said he would yeah, Jamison
3: Crowder said the same. Shit. I feel like that's easy to say, like when you when the week doesn't actually involve you having to play in it. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I I don't know. It's just defensive back wise, we're very thin. Like linebacker wise, I don't. Know, that might be Tremaine Edmonds' last game as a Buffalo Bill.
4: Yeah. Like, who knows? See, I was just talking about this. Pat. Let him walk, I'm, dude. I'm honestly, I don't even up. care. <laughs> Let
3: him walk. Let <laughs> well, him walk. Let
4: walk. This is what what makes this year and last year so different is you were the better team last year. You beat the Chiefs. The coaches lost. You beat them. Game's over. You you outperformed them and they won still. And that's not the guys. That was not the, the players fault that was decision scheme and they lost that game but they had the better team most people would say you know it could have been a coin flip but they won the game 13 seconds to go and you added to it you progressed your young players another year you were trying to get healthy and that's why this team this year was such a such a high bar was set from them for the beginning it's like you come off the perfect game ever played against new England and you play one of the greatest games of all time in Kansas city and you lose on Epic proportion. And then you add one of the best defensive ends of all time. And you add Jamison Crowder and you have Steph Diggs still. And you draft James cook. And now this year, like last year we didn't have to plug any holes. You just added on. And this year we're losing players that we will not be able to replace with assets that are, questionable at best the 27 tied up in pick. other
3: players that haven't delivered yes
4: and and now you you got to make a decision right do you bring somebody like boogie back do you bring aj back do you bring well boogie's only on the third year of his contract though. yeah he's but probably you know, making, he's probably
3: making nickels <laughs>
2: Yeah, Yeah, yeah. he's he's on a rookie contract. He'll still be here, but yeah, AJ Aj Epenesa is a
4: better example because he's. What do you change up in the room? Do you change up often? Like, how do you get better? What is they sure
3: they sure can't pick at that position, dude? I feel like they every year it's a first or a second rounder in the defensive line, and it just. I mean, it's hard to say though. I feel like it's hard to pick those players, and unless you're like one of the Bosa brothers or something, or even Von Miller was like a top three pick, like that position is so difficult to pick someone who's elite. Like those guys don't just like come out of the woodwork, you know? Yeah. So. I
4: don't or know. you pay like Bradley Chubb. You trade the first round picking a third round picking, uh, him $30 million. You year. think
3: Von, you think Von Miller plays with us next year? Yeah. Oh
4: yeah. He's yeah. back. Why do people keep asking that? Somebody asked me that earlier. Well, he I mean, I, about I, I, that's pretty, like that, that was a pretty, that was a pretty
3: shitty way he's, to end your season. Yeah. You I know? mean, he's
2: already had a press conference where, you know, he's, You know, he's talking about Rochester next year already. He's he's excited for that. Uh, That One of his comments was something about he's like, you know, of course the window's still open. You know, I I came here for multiple attempts at a Super Bowl, not just one. You know, so that's encouraging. Well, let me ask you guys. You know, because a lot of people have been saying, okay, Josh's cap hit goes up through the ceiling next year. You know, we've obviously got all these contracts up for marquee pieces in this offense and defense, whether it be Tremaine Edmonds, you know, whether it be Jordan Poyer, who has not been extended and probably won't be back. Do you think the window is, is closed? Is it closing or like, like what are your, what are your thoughts on that?
3: It won't be closed as long as Josh Allen's under center dog. Like, I mean, like there's so many there's so many different changes changes of guards. Tom Brady's gone through so many changes of guards. Aaron Rodgers has gone through so many changes of guards. Like he's Patrick like Mahomes still playing. Went
4: through a change of guard.
3: He did. And that that defense, that Chiefs defense, there's only like 3 or 4 guys that start left from that team. I mean, you're talking about you're missing guys like Dan Sorensen's not there, Travis Ward's not there, you know, there's just a bunch of guys other than like Chris Jones and Frank Clark. Like there's there's been a lot of moving pieces on on defense and obviously on offense too and like I wouldn't even, I don't think Juju Smith Schuster is a world beater. Or I don't think Terry Tony is like Justin Jefferson level or something, but like they're enough to mix in with Travis Kelsey. And what's the guy's name? Pacheco. I mean, you guys, that guy's Isaiah a seventh Pacheco. round pick.
4: Sounds like a yeah, wine. He's
3: pretty, pretty nice with it. I just, I I don't know. Personnel wise, I, cause Andy Reid. I mean, Pat Mahomes makes more money than Josh Allen does, even though it's marginally
4: like very, very slim. No, it's enough though. It's like 5 million. It's, more. it's
3: enough. And they, they find ways to bring guys in there that, you know, still produce and and still Pat's not getting sacked at a historic rate or anything so it's like yeah you no know, i don't know and
2: it's, it can be done i get i get jealous when i see some of these these plays where guys are schemed wide open because it, it never feels like it looks that easy for this offense mm-hmm. and it hasn't since like maybe the beginning of the year
4: not even then really there were I mean, deep it shots
2: looked, it looked pretty easy against the rams I'll say that, but well, it's, that team is horrible know, in, in retrospect. Exactly. Exactly. So I'd love an offensive coordinator. That was just like a, you know, a, a genius like that. I don't know. I mean, Ken Dorsey's only been calling plays for a year. You know, maybe he, what about Frank Reich? I would love Frank Reich too, but I don't know if that's like a Kyle Shanahan level, but I don't think anyone is. I don't is think anybody's on
4: Kyle Shanahan's level.
2: Yeah. So I
4: but, don't understand though, because as a coordinator, I don't, I don't get it because us fans can watch a football game from any other team. I can watch if I'm coaching basketball for Cheek to Walk, I can watch Maryland and I can take their entire offensive playbook uh, and run it if I want. And if I'm watching film on Mahomes and Burrow and Trevor Lawrence, like we said earlier, how do you not sit there and be like, oh, Ken Dorsey? That was a cool play. Let me just write that one down really quick. And how do they not get put into a game plan? Because they talk about it a lot. I just, I really need somebody to break it down for me. Like how different is the plays from last <laughs> season? Well, how uh, different... Also, you got
3: to think about what kind <laughs> of Explain free Explain to reign... me like I'm 12. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. Cause like, how can you not put those in your offense? You were with Dorsey for years. They worked together in Carolina. Like, how did you not just take his whole playbook? How, like, what's so different about it this year?
3: I feel like there's definitely a lot more autonomy that he, you know what I mean? And I, I, I don't know. I mean, that's just maybe what crosses my mind is, you know, there might, there has to be a clear, you know, whatever streamline of communication and perhaps, you know, Josh having that, that power, you know what I mean? Doesn't always necessarily bode well for him or maybe the sequencing of plays called beforehand or, you know what I mean? I don't know. It's like, it's all very interesting. And like, obviously for every, you know, Josh McDaniels and, and Charlie Weiss, you know, it it didn't really matter to someone like Tom Brady, but you're not talking about, you know, fifth year in the league, Tom Brady either. So it's, it's hard to say. I don't know.
4: It's yeah. tough. I just, uh, I don't understand how you can be so different, but come out with numbers that look the same, but look so much harder to do it.
2: It does. Yeah. 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 It's like you, you know, we're, we're complaining about an offense that was in the top five of second. Like almost their all- second in
4: yards. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like all, a lot of those categories, they're at least top five, you know, if not better, Um, but it looks so difficult on the field. It looks like they're grinding out yards. It looks like zero yards, two yards, 20. It's like zero yards, zero yards, seven. You know, it's like you have, you have all those negative plays where other teams, you know, probably methodically move the ball a little bit better, but don't get the chunk plays that, that Josh does.
4: We had a 20-play drive against the Dolphins, right? And and the Jets. I want to say we had an like 18-play drive against the Jets. And you, you, did you think we were out of it? I mean, I didn't like what I saw it for those first I two drives.
2: Was, I, I didn't. I mean, when it was 14-0, it felt pretty hopeless. I mean, yeah. there was there was some tiny swings of momentum.
3: Yeah, I felt but, like when Josh had that rushing touchdown and we had a chance to double dip, I was like, holy shit, we scored yeah. here. We could be up 21-14 within a couple minutes yeah. into the third quarter. So. But...
4: That being said, it's, it's just, they, they strayed away from things that made them good. They were, they've been a really good offensively third down team. They've been able to convert third and sevens, third and sixes, third and fives and third and nines, but they have a hard time with third and two and you know, third and 20, like everybody else, but they, they didn't convert a lot of third downs and they, I didn't like the eye test looked bad on third down. It looked like the play calls, like give me the play calls. Give me every third down play call through the whole game let's look at it and say how easy would this have been what could we have done differently where are the sticks where's my receivers going what are the route concepts is it close enough for Josh to run should we move the pocket how often do you see the pocket move for him really that they just get blown up I just it's not creative and I feel like it's like you know what Mahomes still came in and went ten of fifteen for two score two scores on a broken leg yesterday. Well, sprained ankle, but like, what do you do? What if Josh had a sprained ankle? What? What was he scrambling out of those pockets?
2: <laughs> oh, he no, he no, he's going
4: down right. And screwed. what is what is the adjustment? Pat Mahomes had quick release throws. He didn't have to run. He it's a quick step drop timing passing, and I don't know. The the, the offense looks like Ken Dorsey knows he has a star. And he puts basic stuff together and he says, go make a play, Josh. And I told my basketball team this today because we have a couple of really good players. And I'm like, we could get into the same trap that this Bill's offense got into. It's it could be JJ, you take the ball, you make the guy miss in front of you and you go score a bucket every time like you. And if you don't do it, you go give it to your teammate. That's just as good as you because you two are better than every matchup that you have. You can go get a bucket, but you're not playing within our offense. It's not always easy it's a lot of stress on you the whole time. And if you miss, if you don't shoot 50% or you miss your layups, we're going to lose. So it's a lot of pressure on you. And and if you don't stay organized and you don't play within your identity and you don't play within your scheme, when you, you rely too much on that one talented player, everything can get clunky. And it seems like that's what I'm watching. It's just like, they're just not, not coached the way that they need to be. I think it's a little bit of an ego thing. And I think it's uh they got to change something. I don't know who's going to answer to that question.
2: Yeah. A lot to unpack. We got a whole off season to unpack it, <laughs> but but uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. We're we're with you guys at least for the next two weeks. We'll decide exactly what we're doing schedule wise after that. We might take a little bit of a break before the draft. We'll update you guys on our upcoming episodes, but uh, we're not done with this one. We still got some stuff left, so let's get a break in here real quick. We'll be right back after this.
1: It's raining. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's sylvan29.com.
4: Four NFL teams, two conference championship games. And only a few more shots to win big on the playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Not a new customer? You can feel the conference championship thrills with the stepped-up same-game parlay. Take your shot at an even bigger NFL payout and boost your winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. You like the... Shootout game that we're going to see here in the AFC. Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes. Is it going to be touchdowns galore? Yards galore? Jamar Chase, T Higgins, Travis Kelsey. You can parlay them all into one big bet and boost your odds. So make sure that you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the code NABP for not another Buffalo podcast. And new customers can bet $5 on these conference championship games and get 200 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Make sure you use code NABP for not another Buffalo podcast. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details.
1: It's time for the Weekly Sabres Update.
2: All right, Donnie Meatballs. Here's the thing. No pressure or anything, but the entire mental well-being of the city of Buffalo is now kind of in your hands. So
1: this has been your weekly Sabres update. So
2: Brando, you went to the Miller game. How was that?
0: Miller
4: makes the save. We are not worthy. They're great. I love him, man. You know, I love Ryan Miller. I got the banner hanging up behind me here. It was great. I did end up finally getting a ticket. Screw StubHub. StubHub's trash. I hope you heard me, StubHub. Um, (laughs) This episode is
3: brought to you by...
4: (laughs) Not StubHub. They suck. Anyways, the game was really cool. I was in like the eighth row right in front of the jersey going up. And Miller's speech was great. I had my white slug Miller jersey on. And the Dylan Cousins overtime goal was directly in front of me so that was really cool it was nice to see I was happy to be there everybody I had a great time the whole time except I was in the subway on the ride home and these clowns were talking to me and I had a newspaper they gave out these Ryan Miller commemorative papers and I took like five of them because I hang them up on my bulletin board to school and these two guys didn't get them and I told them I was like oh here you can have two of mine I got extras you know I was like I'm a teacher I take them for school and they're, like, getting off the subway, and they're like, oh, you know, what are you teaching? And I was like, oh, I'm teaching phys ed and health this year. And he's like, oh, you know what they say? Those who can't teach, teach gym. And he walks away. <laughs> it's like, oh, come on, man. It's like, you're welcome, man give me the paperback people you meet in public transit <laughs> so, but i don't know did you guys watch the game did you guys watch it the
3: ryan
2: miller game yeah. yeah i and uh espn plus had the ceremony before which was good, good because uh i don't have msg go on the roku they don't have a roku app so
4: no unfortunately
2: so i was watching on the on the laptop there but uh yeah they hit the ball out of the park with the uh, with the banner raising and everything like that and they've done that recently which is a uh, you know it's huge for Sabres fans who have watched their franchise get kind of, you know, neglected, you know, and uh, but they've done all this stuff right in the past two, three years. I, I think it's been, it's been really good, so. That's good. Alright, Pat, well, this now rests on your shoulders to cheer us up with some quotes, so. Uh.
1: It's time for Quotes with Pat. They're things that people said.
3: <laughs> Take me home. country roads See here i got let's uh every year is different i mean if you take a look at last year's playoffs seven of those teams didn't even make the playoffs this year and the top two seeds finished with losing records bill belichick no close close guess though is it is this a coach of somebody who had a team that played this weekend
4: that's too easy of a hint
3: I mean, that's uh, eight teams. Let's say let's say this coach had a team with a winning record.
2: Uh, Mike Tomlin? No. Mike McDaniel?
3: Te- team that was in the playoffs. Andy Reid? No. Every year is different. I mean, if you take a look at last year's playoffs, seven of those teams didn't make the playoffs this year. And the top two seeds finished with losing records. Coach of a team who um, took over for a team that did not make the playoffs last year, but did Brian, make the playoffs. Brian Dable. Brian Dable, yeah. Nice. Which I thought that was a good point, man. I mean, you're talking half of the teams didn't even come back to the playoffs in the top two That's the two thing,
4: seasons. though, in the NFL. What is it, like six teams every year? Yeah. And, the and there's always a
2: the worst before.
3: to first. Yeah, You know? Yep. Always.
2: It was almost the Ravens this year. They they didn't end up, you know, Cincinnati pulled out the division. But,
3: yeah. All right, so. Like I said, it wasn't pretty. But this late in the season, these types of games, you just gotta find a way to win.
4: Christian McCaffrey.
3: Yep. Yeah. Did you watch that? Really? Interview. Yeah. Oh, I was no, gonna say
4: Brock Purdy, but I know you wouldn't pick him two weeks in no, no, a row. I know you, a, you don't know like Christian the, McCaffrey, so that's my like, go-to. You know
3: that's like a like whatever late twenties man quote right there. <laughs> yeah. But um, all right, let's see. I so gotta, this la- <laughs> <laughs> um this last one's pretty good. But immediately before this, to his teammate, he says, Yeah, I agree what he said. What he said. Yeah. And then he goes, we got some lifetime opportunities right in front of our hands. So the what the f*** are you going to do? We got some lifetime opportunities right in front of our hands. So what the f*** are you going to do?
4: I like that you have a little bit of a twang in your accent when you're saying that. Uh, so we're going to say Mike McCarthy? No. Zeke? No. Is it a cowboy?
3: nope oh. <laughs> i know it did sound like it would be a cowboy
4: aj brown close Miles sanders
3: nope
4: jalen, jalen hurts Hertz.
3: jalen hurts you wouldn't think jalen hurts would say that would you yeah. but yeah brandon graham gives like this totally like impassioned speech <laughs> and then brandon's like jalen what do you have to say? He's like, I agree. I agree. Just like he said what he said. And
0: then he's like,
3: we got some lifetime opportunities. We got right in front of our hands. I was like, Oh my God, that's funny. This poor man was put on the spot. Like you ever have that in class where like exactly what you're going to say, the kid in front of you says, and then you just, you're just stumbling.
4: I think it's funny because you hear that on WGR all the time. The caller in front of a caller makes the point that they called in for. And they always say, they're like, oh, you just stole my point with that last call. But I'm just going to say, you know, I'm going to say the exact same thing. The guy two seconds before me said, so everybody listening in traffic gets to hear it all again. All right. Oh, (sighs) sorry. Yep. I said traffic last
3: night. What the fuck you going to do, Buffalo Bill fans? What the (laughs) fuck you going to (laughs) do?
2: Well, I think this episode has been just as therapeutic as last year's episode after 13 seconds was. I'm
4: not over that yet.
2: Hey, you know, it's like we're in a better shape than we were five
4: years ago, at least. And uh, the window's not closed. we we, because there's less hope now? Was there more hope five years ago? There's less hope
3: around. You know what? You know what? Damn it.
4: You know what? Damn it. (laughs) I don't want to hear it. You know what? I'm just kidding. just kidding. We might be the worst
3: 13 win team in football. In the past decade, but we won 13 games, damn it. So 14 if you count the playoffs. So I don't want to hear it.
2: It's true. That's funny. 14 and four, right? Yep. I mean, you can't complain about that.
4: Anybody who bets is happy as a clam with that record.
2: <sighs> all right, boys. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this one. You guys know where to find us on Twitter at Podcast.
4: Hey, hey, real quick. Thanks to everybody who's checking out my articles. I like interacting with all the comments on everybody's uh when they comment on what, I, what I'm writing about, it and that, that makes me feel like it's worth the time, and people read it, and I like that, so appreciate nice. you all.
2: That's awesome. Brandon always does a great job with his articles, so check him out on BuffaloRumblings.com. If you have Buffalo already. Rumblings
4: has great editors, we love you. Thank you. It's true.
2: Also, <laughs> f- you guys on the subway that gave Brandon. <laughs> f- all right, we'll be back on Friday with game picks uh, for the championship games, Brando's bets, all that good stuff. So uh, we'll see you guys then. Go Bills. No Bills. Even though it hurts. Bills,
3: dude. Do
4: so you guys want to go to London next year? Yeah, honestly. I was thinking about that. Be that would be f- Let's do that. I
3: might not come back, dude. Yeah. I'd stay out I'll there, man.
4: We, we can go teach English out there.
3: Yep. Hello, mate.
2: <laughs> teach English to British people. <laughs> to British people, dude.
3: I feel like, dude, honestly, I feel, I feel like we would... <laughs> Dude, uh,
4: American men over there, I feel like... Who knows, man? They probably lose their keys and their wallet, too, every single day. I don't know. For us, maybe for you. You get a guitar, man.
1: It's raining. It's raining on Chippewa. It's raining. Down on Farming Boulevard. It's raining in the city square It's raining
3: It's raining down on the